Axis Mundi. You're listening to an irreverent podcast. Visit irreverent.fm for more content from our amazing lineup of creators. Welcome to Straight White American Jesus. My name is Brad Onishi. I'm faculty at the University of San Francisco, and our show is hosted in partnership with the CAP Center at UCSB. I'm joined today by Austin Steelman, who is a PhD candidate in history at Stanford University. And uh, we're going to talk about constitutional originalism and biblical inerrancy, fascinating connections. So Austin, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Excited for the conversation. Uh, Excited to be on the show. Uh, I want to just start by talking about your background. So, so today we're talking about two separate, but but as we're going to discover, related ideas. We have mentioned this on our show before. I know some folks will remember this, but basically the idea that one should read the U.S. Constitution as an originalist, meaning uh, in the sort of original intent of the authors, and biblical inerrancy or biblical literalism, meaning you should read the biblical the the Bible literally or uh, as an inerrant text without any error whatsoever. What is interesting is that there's sort of connections between these in American history, and there's connections even now in terms of our political landscape. So we want to get to all of that sort of fascinating uh, payoff. But before that, let me just ask you about you. You grew up uh, evangelical, and then uh, you sort of ended up in law school, and that led you down. Uh, a path that uh, brought you where you are today. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, I grew up uh, in a smaller evangelical denomination, the Church of the Nazarene. Uh, went to undergrad at a, a Nazarene college and had a sort of uh, not particularly interesting deconstruction story that started with some more progressive uh, professors there. Um, and you know, don't want to go <laughs> go into the weeds on that. Many people have more interesting stories. Many people have the same story as me there. But by the time I got to law school, uh, I, I had already started to question some of the biblical inerrancy I'd, I'd grown up believing. This idea that the the Bible was inerrant, that it was a sort of guide to history, a guide to science. And I was sitting in constitutional law classes in law school, and I'm introduced to sort of constitutional originalism, which I've been vaguely aware of before, but this idea that uh, the Constitution also has some extra authority, that there's some inspiration when it's written, that we can, and most importantly, that we can just read it and take the text, and that rather than interpreting it and building on it and getting to core concepts and building off those, we should be hewing tightly to the text itself. And, and I'm sitting there in my law school classes, and I'm immediately like, I recognize this, right? This is how, right? This is how I read the Bible, right? I was in, you know, I was in, in Bible quizzing, right? A, a sort of oh, yeah. Pharisee of Pharisees to, to use the, you know, uh, biblical term. Right? I, I knew, I was like, this is so familiar. That there has to be something here connecting these two. And I was far from the first person to, to make that observation. It was in op-eds and in newspapers, many legal scholars had talked about this, some judges had even mentioned it, right? That these two seem to be similar ways of approaching texts, but that's a sort of, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire argument. And I started to get interested in where's this coming from? When did this start? Are these just similar looking parallel, you know, phenomena, or are they something that are things that are deeply connected in a more historical way? 
Well, and I, you know, you kind of uh, humbly skipped over your deconstruction story there. But one of the things that I think is really, you know, fascinating and, and unique about your journey is you were in law school and, uh, you know, you're sitting there listening to the outlines of constitutional originalism. Your, your eyes and mind light up because you're like, whoa, uh, that sounds like biblical inerrancy. And so now, you know, somebody who's been to law school and in, um, is, is now pursuing a Ph.D., in you know American history related to this uh, this topic, you really have a kind of uh, singular training for this. As you mentioned, there are legal scholars who've looked into it, but they don't necessarily have uh, the historical training or perhaps the bandwidth, right, to go into the kinds of detail that I think you are. And so, it seems as if you start to to wonder, all right, where did the idea of constitutional originalism come from, and then how is it related, right, to the idea of biblical inerrancy? Um, this leads you to an obscure figure in the Reagan administration named Ed Meese. Can you just tell us quickly about uh, Ed Meese? Yeah, so so this is where I start looking when I'm looking for evidence of originalism. So Ed Meese was uh, Reagan's second attorney general. Uh, you may have remembered from not so long ago news cycles, Ed Meese got the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Donald Trump. And, and part of what was cited was his uh, impact in bringing this doctrine of constitutional originalism really to power. He's the first one to announce that constitutional originalism, or what he calls a jurisprudence of original intent, as the, the governing philosophy for picking judges for the Reagan Department of Justice, and then it becomes the de facto way of picking judges uh, for the Republican Party, sort of to the present. And we can see this in, in our recent con confirmation hearings. But the interesting thing I find is that Ed Meese is also uh, a biblical inerrantist. And at the same time, he's unveiling this doctrine, uh, uh, this jurisprudence of original intent, talking about the founders and everything. He's also talking to Christian evangelical audiences and pointing out that this lines up with one, how they're approaching the Bible, uh, how they've come to be concerned about a Supreme Court allowing secular humanism, a term I know you've talked about on this show before, to get into to, to modern law. Uh, and at the same time, appointing his friend, who's a much more fundamentalist Pentecostal figure, to be the person to vet those judges. So from, from its inception as a powerful political concept in the Reagan administration, originalism is particularly geared at uh, at making uh, the evangelicals who voted for uh, and the members of the religious right who voted for Reagan uh, happy, and they're and they're drawn to it in in a really big way. And Meese, in, in initial speeches, is just clear that the big fight is going to be over uh, the establishment clause in the First Amendment, saying that you know the Supreme Court's gone too far in being anti-religion. It's fought back against these Christian schools. It has uh, taken away tax exemption from jo Bob Jones University. I know you've talked to uh, Professor Randall Balmer about this on your show, uh, and this is really important. And so I get there, I'm like, this is here, right? This is th this connection's real. There is a historical root. These these people are making the argument that this this bedrock is combined. And Mies will even say to religious audiences that the Bible informs the founders writing the Constitution, and we can't improve on this legacy of, of uh, the, the Bible and the Ten Commandments and the way they inspire the Constitution. So I'm fully convinced that I'm going to write my dissertation on the 70s and the 80s, and that there's, there's a story there, and, I, and that's, that's it, and that's where I'm going to sort of uh, focus. Thanks for listening to this free preview of our Swag episode.
in order to get access to the full episode and so much more, become a Straight White American Jesus premium subscriber by clicking the link in the show notes. It'll take you like two clicks, I promise. In addition to getting access to this episode, you'll have access to the entire Swag archive, over 550 episodes. You'll also get an extra episode every month, ad-free listening, Discord access, and so much more. All that for less than six bucks a month, and it helps us keep our flag up and continue to safeguard democracy from religious nationalism, extremism, and rising authoritarianism. Check it out. It's not hard, I promise. 